Welcome to Scrollin', episode number 75. I'm Ket, joining me as usual, the Lord of Nords himself, Davius Starjumper. How's it going, dude? It's going good. How'd you like that oh, intro? nice. I like that. I got my little title in there. You know, yeah. I, feel, I feel very, a little elevated right now. I think I'm going to kind of like cycle through them. You know, you got you got a few oh, different yeah. titles. We've you got know, them out so, there. What's your you know. favorite? If you're just ranking Davius titles just off the top of your head there. Let's see. we got... Lord of Nords, we got. Never the, I like the Nord. Bard of Sovngarde quite a bit. Bard of Sovngarde. That one's just. That one's really great. I like that one a lot. Yeah, that was, that was a good one. It's a good one. What What are the others? Uh, the Gift, Gift of the Rift. Gift That's of the great. Rift. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Thane of Pain counts. Thane of Pain. Yeah. Chief of Grief. You know Chief they're of there. Grief. Uh, never ending like, Nord is. I like that one. I'm the never ending that Nord. That's just like it's a it's a beautiful song, like a river flowing. <laughs> That's the title of the record. All right, these others are just the the songs. That's the title. The never of the ending there. Nord. Beautiful. <laughs> well, it's good to have you back, man. We had dozens of angry letters from listeners <laughs> threatening to uh, unsubscribe if Davis doesn't come back. Hey, that's exciting um, news though, because we got some emails in. So <laughs> let's go through this. Oh yeah, this. <laughs> I accidentally deleted them. Um, that's why I don't have need to read. Ah, dang! I hate when that. Yeah, dang, I hate when that. Happens. I just I slipped. Yeah, with the delete button. It's just that delete all on the email. You know, that's a scary yeah. button. It's a scary and button. I slipped again and deleted it out of the trash. <laughs> so it's dang. Gone. You know, what are the odds? We've been telling them for a while now to stop making that button so huge. But but believe me, they were upset that there was no Davius. Just mm. take it from me. I'll take your word on that. So I think performance has gotten to a point where we can actually kind of log in and play a little bit. Here and there, there have been some hiccups. Uh, I think when this event started, it was particularly difficult to just log <laughs> in and play the game. But the last couple of nights, we've been getting in there, and load times are normal, queue times are normal, I think, yeah. more or less. I will say that it is, at, you know, at, at the risk of being slightly negative, I don't mean to be, but it is comical to me that we're like, good performance means it's playable. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, well, just... Yeah, I guess the point I'm making is the bad performance is not as as prevalent. There you go. Uh, for la- the last couple of days, we'll say. Um, I think there's supposed to be a maintenance tomorrow, or was there a maintenance today? I feel like there was supposed to be a maintenance today around this like um, cold this database sharding thing that they were talking about. But um, database sharding. Mm. We've all done it. You know, we're all embarrassed about it. <laughs> Whose database hasn't been sharded here and here not once in a while? Who hasn't sharded their database? I mean. <laughs> oh, boy. I, okay. Um, anyway, yeah, I, 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 looked for, I looked at the dev tracker because I thought they, they said they were supposed to do something today, but I didn't see any, like, maintenance patch notes or anything like that. They don't always post the maintenance notes, so... Um, maybe there's nothing there, but, um, hopefully that had an impact on performance. It has been unstable, uh, for the duration of this DLC release, I would say like all the way up to now, it's kind of like iffy, like, I don't know if we were to log in right now, would it be, you know, playable or not? I don't know. I'm not sure. I will will say that when we, we played, you know, we did some BGs this weekend and it it worked out well. It did well. Yes. Yes. 
We did have some, and uh, and the nights when when it's good, it's been pretty good. And I have to admit, even though it's the the random only queue, I've actually I've been having fun in battlegrounds. Um, you know, I've been playing so much of another game that kind of coming back to ESO and, and getting into BGs again. It's it's a nice reminder, like man, there is no substitute for yeah, battlegrounds for like, PvP in a video game. Like it really is the best. Yeah. PvP experience out there, even now, even with you know our, the gripes that we have now. Yeah, I think that's the thing to really look at is that BGs are just it's the best PvP out there. So currently within the game, you know, we we've got some gripes, and maybe it's a little bit BGs are a little bit lesser than where they were, but it's still the best PvP out there. So uh, there are there are positives shout out to uncle sam for pointing out the the silver linings to me and i think i think he's absolutely right about a couple of things uh one positive thing about the the random only queue is that um generally teams don't ball up as much especially teams who like to focus objectives you know they're they're running from flag to flag they're they're doing different things they tend to get split up more often so you can kind of get these one-off fights more often uh, particularly if you're a Sork or a Nightblade, you know, you're probably having a lot more fun in those kind of matches. Uh, and also because of that, like, healing is really strong. Like, personal healing is super duper strong right now. But cross healing is has been diluted quite a bit because people are spread out so much. Yeah. So they're not getting as much healing from their friends. So that that kind of mitigates that issue a little bit. And those are, those are two good things that I have been kind of making a conscious effort to remind myself of and notice when it's happening and that sort of thing i noticed that even just this weekend that uh people were actually dying it's like oh look at this <laughs> yeah yeah you know you get a capture the relic match where people are just running around all over the place like crazy the whole time you're bound to catch a stray or two and get these little one-off two-off little skirmishes going on uh, decent login rewards this month. Have you uh, have you checked Man, that out? There's, there's some good stuff there. Some good stuff. You get a full on mount, like a straight up. You should just yeah. get a mount. I don't remember the last time we got a mount as a login reward. It's a pretty cool looking one. A big white lion with a big mane and everything. Looks I'm all really for cool. a mount. That's that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And then like a week or so later, you get a like a jester house guest. Also great. Thing. Um, they also, I don't know if you noticed this too, but they also threw some gold mat supplies in there. So they got some gold mats in the, and yeah, the, yeah. There's some gold mats in there, a little chunk of gold. So yeah, there, there's definitely some, some good rewards this month. Also Grizzly Con reminds us, uh, weekly endeavors have been tripled oh, this wow. week. Uh, and they're really like really easy endeavors. He's gives some examples, collect 35 resources, um, which would take like, yeah, maybe like five I'm minutes. I'm excited about endeavors because I don't know about you. I always forget to check them, but I'm, I'm excited. I, oh, I, I never do endeavors. Yeah, I just get them by But accident. I'm excited down the road. One of these days I know I'm going to open it up and just have it like an insane amount. And I'm just going to, I'm just taking them straight to the bank. I'm just going to buy some of the coolest stuff. Yeah. 10 years from now, if those <laughs> servers are still running, we're going to like remember to open that tab and be like, whoa. Give me all the items. So yeah, some good login rewards this month. I'm looking forward. I think that mount, I might actually slap that on a character. It's a pretty good looking mount. If it's not on your radar, uh, there is a streaming event next week. It's going to be April 14th at uh, 4 o'clock Eastern Time. Um, Bethesda is going to be doing a live streaming event where they are uh, going to be giving us a preview of the High Isle expansion. 
So we'll get a closer look at that zone and that city and the storyline, probably the, the card game and the companions. They'll give us a closer look at that stuff as well. That's what I was going to ask you about. You think they're going to have a card match or two? I bet. I don't know. I doubt we see a full match, but I bet we see some gameplay a little bit. I bet so. Okay. Okay. Davis, what do you think? What's your excitement level for the for the High Isle streaming event preview? Uh, well, I'm always excited about a new zone. Um, I like the new zone. And, I, you know, we've talked about this. I'm a little a little different from you, but I'm kind of looking forward to the card game. That's, but I That's have it. concerns. I really need... I need there to be a collected like a collecting part of this card game i need that that's the gonna fact be an that important the decks part. get shuffled together know, that, is, hurts. Is that, that, hurts. that kills it that hurts yeah i feel like if i were into card games that would like really kill it for me but i don't know maybe there's other games that are like <laughs> I, that i, I have huge that. concerns about that because here's the thing if you're if i mean how awful is it going to be if say <laughs> say let's use me and you as an example I go all in on this card game. I get all of the the hard to get cards and, you know, the best ones. I put this deck together. It's amazing. I go play you. It's the first time you've ever played. And you beat me because you're like, wow, your cards are great. I used those against you and yeah. it worked out really well. It's going to yeah, be like. Yeah, thanks for the sweet cards, yeah, bro. Yeah. It's going to be like, oh, well, cool. That was, that's fun. We'll see. We'll get, we got to see how it goes. Grizzly says he is ca- cautiously optimistic, but not particularly hyped. Uh, it's frustrating to see the content level feels uh, low this year. Yep. Davis, what do you think it would take? Like, so we've already said, like, okay, no new class, no new skill line. We got a card game and two new companions. That's not the most hypest thing. I know you'll probably get more out of the card game than I do, but still, you know, like compared to getting a necromancer or something like that, it's it's pretty weak. Do you think they still, with this preview event, is there still a chance that your hype levels will get elevated in any way? No, I don't think so. I think I've I've already set the bar at a certain level, and I don't think that that bar is probably, like, average at best. Yeah, I feel like out of the possibility, out of the things that could possibly happen, like, the, the, the only remaining way is to, like, get my enthusiasm up there and get like hyped about this expansion is like that, that zone needs to be freaking beautiful. Like a really great looking city. That's really fun to, to run around in a very compelling story. A lot of really like in-depth quests with twists and turns. And those are things that could still possibly happen that I think could win me over to, to like being excited. Yeah. I mean, I was just going to say like, I agree with you. That stuff is, it would be really cool and really great, but there's just no longevity in that. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, look at, you know, Somerset, I, you know, I'll use you as an example. That's one of your favorite zones all time. But how often are you going back to Somerset? Nowadays? You're totally right. I never go to Somerset. There's just not longevity there, you know, whereas yeah. when's the last time you logged on your Necromancer? Just last night. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's the big part to me is that I need like I like the new zone. I like the cool city and that's going to be fun. But I need something added to the game that I'm going to get longevity out of. Like, we yeah. still are using Warden. We're still using BG. We're still using Necromancer. These are all items that were added to the game, you know, several expansions ago now. And they just um, they haven't quite gotten that kind of longevity out of content, you know. I guess, you know, Antiquities, you could kind of say that because anytime they come out with new Mythics, we, you know, or, or even Mythic items, you know, we, we still kind of go after those and, you know, um, experiment with those, but it's not quite to the same degree as, 
you know, a new class or, or a whole new game system, you know, with BGs and PvP. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like this is the last year that people are kind of willing to give them a little slack and it's pushing it. Even that, you know, I, I, I'm really, really hoping we get a banger next year. Like we yeah. really need a, a big banger. Um, but we've been playing some BGs. We've been having a good time. Uncle Sam in the chat. How's it going, dude? We, uh, uh, Uncle Sam and Davius and me and, uh, who was it? King Nar. Yep. Uh, we had a four squad going last night. That was a lot of fun. I think we got two games in. There was like 20 minute queues. So, you know, you can only, you, you can only get so many in. And in, in the group queue, that's, that's typical. They're all, yeah. often. Yeah. Uh, and that last one was actually just there were only two teams. There was no fourth, or third team at all. Not ideal. Not ideal, but we had a good time. We had some good fights. We were, yeah. I think, the dominant team both matches. Um, but that last one was like a really good fight. We had to. Be it was a teams. really good fight, it, it, and that usually doesn't happen when it's just one team versus another team. But mm-hmm. it was a pretty good fight. Although my um, macro despair, who hasn't been updated whatsoever for the patch, she just I just logged in with her as she has always been. To- still totally great. Uh, effective i think she's where using um the mending set and uh what was it kin marcher on the front bar with a frost staff um maelstrom resto back bar and uh earth gore nice and um she just spams wall of frost and the remote totem everywhere and annoys everyone and has that keeps that uh intensive mender going to basically have that automatic heal and with Sam's intensive mender going as well and his stam crow, I guess if you can call it a stam crow now, I'm not really <laughs> sure. But just having two intensive menders going, man, just like bam, 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 just healing every single person who needs it. I felt like I really wasn't having to actively heal a lot of the time, like it was mostly taken care of. Um, so that was a fun time. You were on Lord of Nords. How was oh, Lord of Nords feeling? Oh, Lord of Nords himself. Are you using? Are you uh, using anything new for this patch? Have you made any changes at all? No, he's still he's still rocking the same build. It's uh, five piece Dagon's Dominion, uh, five piece Champion of the Hist. Um, he's got the Malakath Ring, uh, one piece Trainee, and then I use that Vatistran two hand uh, back bar. Um, it still works well. Uh, I was actually really happy with uh, the performance of him because, um, you know, I've I've had some real life get in the way lately here in the sense that uh, uh, I think we had mentioned it a couple episodes ago. I uh, a couple months back I started a new job uh, and it's in a different city that I'm in now. So now we're kind of catching up in the sense that we're moving. So I'm right in the middle of the, our current house is sold and we're potentially buying a new house. And so I'm, I'm in this weird limbo of fixing all the things on my old house while learning about all the broken things on the new house. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So like the negotiating table. And so I've been, I've been caught up with that and, moving little bits on the side so that's that was the big reason why i was out last week is inspections and and catching up with inspections and but yeah so uh, i think i'm you know i still have a big move coming up but i think i'm we're through kind of the unexpected details kind of going through so get really back into my scrolling time get it back up but uh i was really happy with lord nords i am extremely rusty uh have it's been probably two weeks maybe more since i've been on and we hopped in some bgs and uh he still had pretty good results uh, and especially for my rest yeah. and kind of shaking off the rest uh, i think you know we we did bgs uh, two days out of the weekend and 
I think most of the BGs we did, we came up with positive results. So I was usually usually oh, yeah. when I'm that rusty, it's it's it doesn't uh, result in in those kind of numbers when I jump. You right were doing back. that that good old kind of linebacker style. Oh you just yeah, get in there, hold those front lines. Oh and yeah, debuff everyone and lay in that AOE damage and just let your teammates clean it all up. Yep, like I- damage support, damage as support. Damage as support. That's the thing is he he doesn't, you know, he'll get a kill every now and then, but he's really, he's really, his damage numbers are good, but he's really not going to get the kills, but he will sure as heck help the team kind of get, he'll get the health down. And so the team can kind of get those executes in and start pecking them off. And that's what he's all about. So uh, it still worked really well. It was, it was working great. Uh, Speaking of Uncle Sam, when he did it, you know, he was racking up the kill numbers when he was with us. So. Oh, Uncle Sam's necro is just has reached unbelievable levels. This dude <laughs> just spends hours and hours doing nothing but dueling people at Stormhaven, and he's just been like honing this build day after day, sculpting it into this unbeatable monster. Um, we'll have to have him on sometime to talk about his build. I can't remember exactly what his current setup is, but it's uh, it's scary. I don't want anything to do. If you ask me to duel, I say no thanks. No thanks, Sam. <laughs> Unless you want to get on All something good. besides your necro, you get on your sork, maybe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, old Lord North, he's working out well still. I I do um, now that I'm kind of getting back into things and catching up a little bit. I do want to um, dive back into my idea with my werewolf build. I have a werewolf build idea where uh, I'm going to kind of stack uh, light attack damage. Um, there's a couple mm-hmm. sets out there that, you know, just straight buff light attacks. And so I'm going to try to stack uh, that light attack damage and just build a light attack build. But we'll see how that goes. I still got to get cool. a couple pieces for that. But it's on my radar that I'll probably be talking about here a couple episodes from now. That's Gift of the Rift. That's right? old Gift of the Rift. Gift of the Rift. Very self-centered fellow. <laughs> he thinks highly of himself. I've still been kind of focused on the same two that I have been for a couple of months now. Old Betsy, uh, my Stamplar, and Tane, my Stam Sork. Uh, they've been the ones that I was playing with my Magcrow last night a bit because we needed a healer for our pre-made. But if I'm playing solo, it's usually one of these two and well, probably about 50-50. I think I'm kind of leaning towards Betsy as far as the one that I'm favoring and kind of feeling like I want to log in with Templar more. Templar, man, you can't shake it. You just can't shake it. She's my main. She's the one that I just feel like totally comfortable with, like riding a bicycle. It doesn't matter. I could not log in for six months, you know, and I, and I sit down and me and Betsy, it's going to be like old times. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and I've enjoyed having that um, Honor of the Dead, the other morph of Breath of Life, that spammable heal. It's really been, I feel like that's been the the missing piece to her setup. Like I feel like she's always been a very well-rounded build and her survivability and her damage and, and decent team support. Uh, but now she has great team support plus all the other stuff that she's always had. Um, so I feel like finally that's just like one tiny little piece that fits right in there. And now she's the complete package. I really like playing a like Swiss army knife type build where like moment to moment, I just do whatever is needed, whether it's killing something or healing something or, or doing whatever. And that's what's always been really nice about my Magplar. That's just like what he is. He's perfect. He's just 50-50 right in the middle there. Um, and, and now Betsy is that too. And she just has that more stamina and that more athletic kind of play style. But she has that same, like, I'm just doing whatever's needed moment to moment. I feel like you got to talk about the the javelin. 
I mean, I know, I know you're loving that javelin right now. That spear. Oh yeah, yes, yes. I was just saying that uh, the other night. That unblockable javelin, which is new this patch, is very nice. Uh, I've I have noticed a couple of times like uh, some some like tanky dudes with a shield. I was able to stun them and take them down, and I probably wouldn't have been able to before. So that's been very nice. Um, she has, I guess, technically 10% more damage since I, I can stack spell damage now and get benefit from that passive that gives me minor sorcery. I'm not, it's hard to tell if, you know, if that's actually more damage or not because people have more healing and, and stuff like that, but technically it's there, you know? Yeah. Um, and, um, uh, it's all thanks to Wretched Vitality, uh, on both of these builds on my Stamplar and my Stamsork, Wretched Vitality is like what makes it come all together because it, it's giving you we, we've raved about it before it's giving you a ton of recovery for both resources magicka and stamina even if you only count half of it like even if you only look at the stamina portion of it it still like slightly outperforms comparable sets like bone pirate you know we, we made that comparison before uh and that's ignoring half the set you know so for this uh <laughs> hybrid meta that we're in now it's just it, it, it enables so much for for builds especially stamina builds who want to use more magicka abilities um it's the set to use and uh and that's what allows betsy my who's otherwise like totally a stamplar but she can spam breath of life on a on a teammate and keep them alive for several seconds if she needs to um because that's one of her only she has two magicka costing abilities you know and like almost 1500 magicka recovery to support just those two abilities um so it works really well for her plus she still has all the firepower she's ever had i guess i should t uh, remind people what her build is so it's wretched vitality uh deadly strikes as a front bar only set with a sharpened two-handed maul uh infused master bow on the back bar the gaze of sith gaze of sith's uh mythic helm and one piece Baylorg. And that's kind of like the standard build for me from, from now on. For most of my build, it's going to be that Wretched Vitality uh, with the Sithis Helm. Um, probably uh, be what Sugar Skulls for the food. And that's just such a giant chunk of stats that I can do anything I want from there. That's and it's the going outline. to be a good build. That's yeah. the outline to start with. And you just kind of piece piece it in from there. Yeah, I can throw in a proc set or some damage set or, or whatever I want. Uh, and it's it's going to work out fine. I've been really gravitating towards like stat based setups uh and this is like the biggest ball of stats i feel like i can find and shout out to <laughs> uncle sam yet again for turning me on to wretched vitality excellent excellent set um yeah i don't know what else to say about betsy man she's she's feeling really great she still feels like the same classic like stamplar that i've always had she's really speedy all three of her jewelry pieces are swift she's in five light one medium one heavy um mostly well fitted i think it's four well fitted three divines is her um Okay. Um, traits on her gear uh, very very speedy very athletic uh, kind of play style which i really like as a stamplar uh, and just having that ability to, to just like damage and heal and damage and heal just in, in a snap moment uh, is really really fun um and then my stam sork uh so i think i was kind of complaining a little bit on uh, a couple episodes ago that you know, he has all this extra power, this patch, but everyone has so much extra healing that it's like hard to even tell if he has more power or not. Um, I think at that time I'd only played a handful of BGs, so there was, um, you know, only so much experience to draw from. 
since then I've played a lot more BGs and he's doing just fine. All right. There's no, <laughs> there's no need to, to worry about Tane, man. He is doing just fine. He has that, that haunting curse and that endless fury with 7,000 weapon damage, pumping it up. Uh, he's absolutely getting the kills. He's, he's the only one of my characters that I've played with that is, that consistently gets double digit kill counts. Would you say borderline, like he's borderline a little bit broken right now or is he's in a good spot? No, I think he's just in a very good spot. I don't think he's broken. I think uh, Uncle Sam's uh, magcro is broken and probably needs to be, or, or Stamcrow is broken. Probably that's needs the one to be that people, that's, what, that's the one they need to look at. <laughs> Check out Uncle Sam's build. He made me sign an NDA, so I can't uh, say. <laughs> Anything that gets a 41 and 0 kill count in a battleground probably needs to be looked at. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> But no, no, Tane is in a great spot. Stam's works in a great spot. Um, I I still haven't seen a lot of people catch on either, honestly. Uh, I, I still see plenty of mag sorts out there, but man, you got to try like playing a Stam sort kind of as a mag sort, and you kind of get all the good stuff, the best of both worlds, of course. Uh, Wretched Vitality making it all possible. Um, so his build is Wretched Vitality as a back bar only set with an infused bow. He has Briarheart on the front bar uh, using dual wield um, three pieces agility and the gaze of Sithis mythic helm. Um, the jewelry is all infused with damage glyphs. It's three light, three medium, one heavy. He's very much a hybrid. Like he's 50, 50 down the middle uh, in a lot of respects. Uh, half of his abilities, just like your uh, stam DK, half of his abilities uh, cost magicka, uh, including his damaging abilities with haunting curse and fury. And Wretched Vitality, like I said, it's making it all possible. He has endless stamina recovery plus dark deal, and he can do as many dark deals as he wants, as many streaks as he wants, um, you know, and, and his offense, you know, with Haunting Curse and Endless Fury, the magic is always there. It's never a problem. Um, and that combo with the double execute with the, the Endless Fury and the spin to win at the same time, man, it pops everybody. If they are in execute range and I hit them with both of those things, they just explode. They, they vanish from existence. <laughs> They're oh, yeah. going down. So it's, um, the combo is you just do a, on the, on the back bar, you do a light attack weave with your bow into a haunting curse and then fr- swap to the front bar, hit them with a endless fury streak into them to stun them and then lay into them with your spammable. I use rapid strikes. Uh, and then do a spin to win when they get into execute range and that endless fury will be popping at that same time. Very, very effective, especially with that haunting curse being as strong as it is now. Now that it's scaling with my weapon damage and everything, that haunting curse really pops them down into that execute range on top of your spammable at that time. Um, so it's very, very, very effective. Anyway, that's been the BGs. Anything else you want to say about BGs or, or ESO in general, Davius? I don't think so. Just uh, I'm excited to... To get back in it. Yeah. It's been feeling pretty good to get back into ESO. I was taking a little break from ESO as well, playing uh, Elden Ring. Uh, still playing Elden Ring, but I'm I'm making time for ESO again as well in the in the schedule. Um, it's, it feels good to play a game that I'm actually like not bad at, you know, that I feel like comfortable <laughs> with. And <laughs> uh, Elden Ring, you know, it's a Souls-like, so it's very punishing and you really got to be on your toes. So ESO kind of feels like... I walk in the park by comparison, really. I, of course, want to talk about Elden Ring, because I have been playing a lot of Elden Ring too much. Uh, 
Should I look up how many hours? Let me let me look it up really quick. I'm curious. We got now. You can't just say that and not say it. I feel like I'm pulling up my Steam right now. Oh boy, I put in two hundred and six point seven hours into Elden Ring. Not too bad. Not too bad. And I haven't completed it yet. I haven't beaten the final boss or, or anything like that yet, which I definitely should have by now. Like you probably could, right? You're at a point where you could if you wanted to. I certainly could. Yeah, absolutely. I could. I, I'm at a point where um, I'm at the fire giant, um, which is um, like an end game boss that you have to beat to get into like the the real end game area, like the final kind of stage or whatever. Um and I, I believe that when you beat the fire giant, the world state changes a bit and there's certain quests that you can't complete and there's certain parts of the map that you can't get to anymore. So I haven't even attempted the fire giant yet. Like once I came up to his arena, I just kind of stopped, turned around uh, and I was like, all right, let's scour the map and make sure I haven't missed anything because I wasn't super duper thorough with my exploration. I just kind of went where the wind took me, you know. Nice. But but now I'm I'm being very thorough and I want to make sure I get every little thing. Um, so um, that's what I'm doing. There's not much left. Um, I, I completed the Halig tree. That was one of the things. Uh, and that was really fun. I, I know there's mixed opinions on that, but the Halig tree is a, it's like an end game dungeon area with a few bosses, including a very, very difficult boss at the end. Um, but I got through it. I beat uh, all the bosses, the, the, the Erd tree avatar, the ulcerated tree spirit, um Loretta the royal knight um she was a pushover and then of course uh Melania blade of Mikola the the final boss of that dungeon and most people i think say that she's the toughest boss in the whole game i've seen some people say that she's maybe the toughest boss that fromsoft has ever designed i don't agree with that having played sekiro i don't think that's true <laughs> but uh <laughs> Um, she is very tough. I didn't beat, I did not beat her by myself. I summoned random people to help me. I tried her probably maybe 10 to 12 times by myself. And I was like, all right, that's enough frustration for, for one day. And I started summoning people. Even after I started summoning people, it still probably took another 10 tries to, to get her down. And I was often the last one left standing. I wasn't always the weak link, you know, (laughs) you were not the weak part of the team. Not every time. Sometimes I was. Um, she's just that tough of a boss, but I finally got just two absolute gods that just came in there. And it's just like, before I knew it, the first phase is over. And then before I know it, the second phase is over and the fight's over. And I'm like, sweet. Thanks guys. <laughs> thanks for the carry. Yeah. So, uh, Halig tree. I thought the Halig tree was really fun. That's the only time I needed to summon for help was that final boss. The rest of the time, uh, it was just, uh, cool little area to explore. I didn't think the rest of it was really all that hard. Although I am, I have been playing as a mage sort of caster type setup lately. So that's probably partly the reason I didn't find it too hard because magic is kind of easy mode. Um, I finished the jellyfish quest. That was really fun. Probably the single only like purely wholesome moment I've experienced in this game, like with no, you know, twist or anything like that. It's just like, Oh, it's just like a happy thing that happened there. Neat. <laughs> and then okay back to this nightmare i guess are we are. talking like this this sounds like like witcher 3 level of just depressing it's like beyond witcher 3 it's wow, like okay that okay. that the witcher 3 world is like dead and gone and this is like you know the apocalypse happened and mm. we're we're here in the in the aftermath okay okay um very very bleak and even like 
the good things that happen it's it's all set up in such a way where it's like man am i the bad guy here i probably am actually playing the role of the bad guy right now <laughs> like it's all super ambiguous in that way and even if you like follow the main story and do like the main ending it's not clear that you like saved the day necessarily you know like it, you might have done a bad thing just now interesting okay but the jellyfish quest, I seriously, I really tried to think if there was any other moments that were just like purely just like this happy thing that happens with no like weird twist or weird context that makes it fucked up or whatever. I'll have to bleep that. But um, <laughs> no, I, I think that's the only one, um, which is not much of a quest. It's really you just have to summon your jellyfish at a certain part of the map. Um, but anyway. I want to talk about a, a few bosses that have uh, stood out to me along the way. Um, so first of all, there's just some really cool named bosses in this game. We have Renala, the Full Moon Queen. We have the Star Scourge, General Radon. Uh, Melania, Blade of Mikula. Like Those are just cool names, I think. Very cool names. Um, cool titles with the names. Yeah. I'm a big um, fan of titles over here. <laughs> yeah. We got a, we got a title connoisseur over here. <laughs> I think Renala, the full moon queen, is maybe my favorite fight in the game. Now, that's putting aside that it's pretty easy. And it's like a main story boss. I feel like those typically should be pretty hard. And most of them are pretty hard. Her, she was totally a pushover. Pretty easy fight. But the concept of the fight and kind of the... The story stuff that played out around it was really interesting, very unique, something I haven't really seen in a game before. Uh, some There'll be some light spoilers here as far as just like story stuff that's happening just around this this boss fight. But um, Renala, when you when you start the fight, it, first of all, it's kind of it kind of feels weird to even call it a fight, even though it is like she has a health bar and you're engaged in combat and stuff. But if you're paying attention, you'll notice like the music is all really like dreamy and kind of kind of serene and mellow. And it's like this very kind of calm environment. And she's actually kind of in this state of psychosis. She's not even really aware that you're there. She's just kind of like out of her mind. And she's like this magical sorceress. So she's just kind of accidentally, you know, causing these things to happen in the environment. And that's really what you're fighting trying to kind of like snap her out of that, that mental state that she's in. Hmm. Um, and so you finally get through that. And then there's a second phase spoilers. There's a second phase for Renal. This is a very early boss. So I feel like most people have, have done it. Um, and there's a cut scene that plays leading into the second scene. And you hear a voice kind of just chiming in just out of nowhere. And it's um, it's the, if you pay attention, it's the voice of, uh, Ronnie the witch, which turns out is Renala's daughter. She's a very powerful kind of magic, magical being as well. And basically, the whole second phase of Queen Renala's fight isn't actually Queen Renala at all. It's all an illusion that's being created by Ronnie, her daughter. And she's basically, like through this illusion, has restored her her mom Renala to uh, her, like her former glory where she before she kind of like lost her mind or whatever and she's like formidable and intimidating and looks awesome like the cinematography as as they're kind of reintroducing the true queen ranala as as she once was there's this cool awesome like big full moon in the background and the the way the scene plays out and, and shows her face looking all like mean and formidable is super duper cool hmm. um so anyway 
that second phase is, is a bit more challenging, still not all that hard, but um, you're not even fighting her then either. You know, you're fighting this illusion that's being created by Ronnie. And then when you get to the end of it, that illusion just kind of disappears and you see Ranala is just sitting in the floor where you saw her in the first place. And she's still not even she's just not even aware that you're there at all. And, and the fight's over at this point. You can just kind of walk up and actually talk to her. She's she just kind of says some nonsense, you know, and uh, I mean, it. it it's not total nonsense, but it kind of is. But um, I just thought that was really cool uh, for a boss fight. You're not like actually really fighting this person at all. You're just kind of in this combat puzzle sort of thing. And it was very dreamlike the whole time. It wasn't like this action, like heart thumping music that was playing. It was all very surreal. Uh, really neat for a boss fight. General Radon. Uh, that's a more straightforward boss fight. Like he's like a big mean dude that you just got to straight up fight and you're, you know, it's really happening. Um, but what I thought was cool about him again, kind of story spoilers about Radon is that he's absolutely not a bad guy. Like you're not fighting a bad guy here. This dude is a hero and he is admired by his people. And, um, he's basically been like severely injured by war and and he's also kind of has gone mad because of these injuries that he's suffered uh, from war and he's so powerful he has to be like sequestered in this desert area so he can't like hurt people or whatever and then his people throw this festival where warriors are invited to come out and, and try to defeat radon and give him an honorable death and that's what it's all about um and that's basically you know, why you're fighting him, plus there's other story stuff that's involved and why you, why you need to kill him anyway. That's an interesting concept. Yeah, and again, it was really cool. Like, you talk to NPCs before, and especially after the fight, no one has anything bad to say about the great general. They, they, they adore him, you know, and after he's dead, it's all just like, you know, what a hero. Glad we could give him an honorable death, you know. I thought that was cool. Like, it's not, you're not, you're not just fighting some evil dude. And of course, I already talked about Melania, Blade of Mikula. Um, She killed me at least 20 times, probably more than that. <laughs> but that was another cool one. I didn't really talk about like the, the tone of it. That was another one where um, it wasn't really like heart thumping ki- kind of music. It was more of this um, kind of a, like, like ballet type music playing, like really kind of sweet uh, string type music and... Uh, She's a difficult boss, but I really do think she's a fair boss. As many times as I died to her, I can I could see the patterns. I could see that there are these windows. And the whole fight, once you kind of get into the groove and you start kind of figuring out how to avoid her attacks and where the windows are that you can attack and those sort of things, it, it really does kind of feel like a dance at times, you know, for as good as I got at it, um, which is not very. But um it's very dance-like, and the, the stage is really beautiful, and it has this pretty music playing. It's a more straightforward, you know, like you, this person's just trying to kill you, so you need to kill them first, uh, story-wise. Um, but the way it's orchestrated and everything, I thought was really cool. I'll talk a little bit more about my character I've been playing with. Um, you know, on the Scrolling Podcast, it's always a, a mainly about the theory crafting. That's the thing that we're usually kind of latching onto and, and wanting to talk about. So um, I'm about level 160 at this point. I have my intelligence up to over 60, uh, which is a very good place to be. My intelligence is my main kind of offensive stat. Um, I've been using the Moonveil Katana still. I talked about that on the last episode. I got it leveled up all the way to 10. I also have the Carrion Regal Scepter, which is a very, very good magic staff. Maybe one of the best ones in the game. 
Uh, it's all it's also leveled up all the way to 10. So I have two basically of the best weapons in the whole game totally leveled all the way up. So I am ready, uh, you know, for, for that end game. So I have a question on the weapons. Is, are weapons kind of random drops or are they specific? You get them from like a, a certain area or a certain boss? Uh, both of those things are true. Like okay. uh, any any enemy that you fight uh, has a chance to drop whatever weapon they're using or and, and for that matter, any piece of gear that they have that they're equipped with. Okay. So and th- those are those are usually kind of basic weapons. Um, but then, yeah, a lot of bosses and, or you'll just find like treasure chests and stuff like that will drop like really cool weapons. Uh, and that's one of the, one of the things I think this game has done so well is, is rewarding you with like just dope freaking weapons all the time. Like you, you get them all the time. I have a huge inventory of a bunch of amazing weapons that do all kinds of cool things. I want to like make a unique build for every single one of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it, they're, and but not only that, like every single weapon is end game viable. Even like you start a new character and the sword that you start with, you can upgrade that and you can kill the final boss with that. No problem. People do it all the time. That's crazy to think about. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really neat. Um, so yeah, Moonveil, Carrion Regal Scepter, and then um, I found the Silver Mirror Shield, which is basically just kind of like a better version of the Carrion Knight Shield. It's just a, it's a very lightweight shield that gives me um, 100% physical block and like 89% magic block, which is very unique. And it's even lighter than the carry and night shield. So I can stay under that light equipment load. I have a very, very good roll dodge. I have about the best possible block that I can have. Um, so de- defensively, I'm all set. Offensively, I'm all, um, I'm all set because I have that good range with the magic staff and I have the good melee with the moon veil. I feel like I'm kind of in a really good spot with my build and I really am ready. I, I feel like totally like psychologically and everything ready for the end game. As soon as I just check off those few last things off the list, you know, I have been kind of experimenting a little bit with a rapier, which is like a kind of like a fencing type sword uh, in place of moon veil. Cause like the more time goes on, the more I'm not using the sword as much. And I am using the magic staff more and more and more because you know, people say magic is OP in this game, and they're totally right. Magic is totally OP in this game. And once you kind of dip your foot in there and you start casting spells and, and seeing how that works for you, you get hooked pretty quick. So <laughs> Moonveil was my um, main weapon, but it's kind of has flipped and it's becoming kind of my backup weapon. I just kind of whip that out if I need to fight in melee range, which I, I usually don't. So since that's kind of being relegated to my backup weapon, I'm starting to kind of experiment with different weapons to to use as a backup weapon. And I've really been liking rapiers. That kind of uh, fencing style of swordplay is really fun. Uh, not nearly as much damage. That's the only thing. I just kind of I would have to get over that because I would be giving up a bunch of damage for Moonveil. Um, but the fun factor is definitely there. So anyway, that's um, that's what's going on with Elden Ring. What else, Davies? You got anything else you want to talk about? Anything else going on? Talk about the the woes of home repair or, oh, or man. whatever. Just ready. I'm ready for like, and you, you know, you've been here. You, you just when you're in this limbo, you're just kind of ready. I'm ready for like a month to go by. Give me uh-huh. a month. Gonna be great. It's I've gonna been be great. There. Yeah, I've just gotta be get on the other side of it. Um, so when you when you get an Elden Ring. <laughs> Right here on, on Scrolling Podcast for all to hear. <laughs> I 
date and time. When's it happening? Uh, no, I've told you, I, I, I will end up getting it. Um, probably going to wait till I get moved into the new home just so I'm a little bit more settled. You know, um, I don't want to get into, I don't want to get started and then get in the middle of this move where I'm moving the computer and then I don't have like, then I'm like, dang, I wish I could play. And it's like not set up. So once I get yeah, in the new home, get settled, uh, we'll definitely get, get Elden Ring, get that set up. Um, you know, last, last episode that I was on, so not the last episode, but you know, I had talked about, I had played through Final Fantasy VIII and a little bit uh-huh. after that I had. Um, started playing Final Fantasy IX because I just rolled right into it and I was just curious playing them both and uh, seeing how they stacked up. Both great games still. Um, but one thing that I thought was pretty funny is that both of those games have in-game uh, card games. And just <laughs> kind of ironically, when I both played these, I got really into the in-game card games uh, of both the games Were... when I went through the playthroughs. So You got kind of into Gwent's too, didn't you? In the I Witcher? did, yep. Got into yeah. Gwent. Uh, I like the, you know, but those were games where you could, you know, I'll go back to this. I feel like I've already said it, but it goes, you can collect certain cards. Like, I I mm-hmm. think I could be okay with, with Elder Scrolls, like with the sharing the deck and things like that. I think it could be okay if you give me like cool special cards I can collect. Because then at least, yes, if I play somebody, they can still use them, but at least they're a part of my collection. Uh or maybe give you like four or five slots where you, these cards don't have to be in the deck. You know, like maybe you have a 20 card deck, you get to keep like five out for yourself. That would be a nice little change. Oh, something like that. See, that's interesting. I, I would assume that you would just have like an inventory of cards. Like, I don't like, you know, maybe like an unlimited amount. Like you collect cards, but you're probably right. There's probably a limited amount of cards you can actually have. But I need me a Thane Yegi card. I need Thane Yegi, the drunk, Nord. I need me that card. That's the kind of cards I'm looking for. You need that dude as a companion, too. Heck yeah. Now that's a companion right there. That guy'd be great. Good and stuff. Companions could be companions could be a really cool thing in the game if they made a lot more of them a lot more often. Yeah. You know, there needs to be like a companion for everyone. Yeah. I look at companions, I mean, I understand that they have backstories and quests, so I would probably look at them as kind of, I would expect like half as many companions as we have mounts. So for like every two new mounts that are coming out, or maybe maybe that's not quite the right ratio, but um, maybe 25% of, of the mounts that are out there, we should have a companion for every four mounts. See, that's like one aspect of the game where I think they could totally put in a lot less effort and get a lot more out of it and people would or at least people like me would enjoy it more like we don't need the quests yeah and all that you don't stuff, need the side you know quest. Uh, you're exactly like, right i just i just want the cosmetic buddy to run around with you know and like that has a personality of some kind that's you know like a drunk nord or or some silly argonian that cracks jokes or whatever and you can just give me like a little you know paragraph of what their background is and that's all i yep. really need to know or even just grab the really obscure NPCs and start making them companion. You know, like, I mean, I feel like we've all done quests where you have, like, this one NPC in a certain zone that did, like, three quests with you. And you're like, man, that guy was really cool. You know, just you mm-hmm. know, make that person a companion or an option for it. Or, or make a, you know, if you do that quest, the reward is he could be a potential p- companion. Like, he sticks with you. Yeah, yeah exactly. That'd be, be some cool. cool stuff for sure. 
scrollingpodcast.gmail.com. What are your companion ideas? I don't know. Uh, if you would like to send us an email, that's the email address, scrollingpodcast at gmail.com. Any suggestions you have for the show, things you'd like to hear us talk about, um, any questions you might have, uh, just say hello, tell us a joke, anything you like, scrollingpodcast at gmail.com. Shout out to Grizzly Khan and Dr. Professor and Uncle Sam for being in the chat tonight. Thank you very much, fellas. Um, we have a guild called Stoons Goons, best named guild on PCNA, also the official guild of the Scroll and Podcast. Come join us. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Look at that. Uh, that was a, that was yeah. the, that was the welcome mat of uh, of guild announcements right there. I like it. Yep. Yep. I practiced. Um, <laughs> scrollingpodcast at gmail.com if you want to be a member of Students Goons on PCNA. Um, if your guild roster is full and you just want to hang out with us anyway, that's all good. We'll invite you to the Discord. Um, scrollingpodcast at gmail.com. Really, the, the Discord is where it's all at anyway. That's where most of us are chatting and talking and hanging out and all of that. So you're not really missing much if you're not in the oh, actual guild. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Gosh darn it. Anyone that's in the Discord is a so is a good. You're doing so good. Uh, anyway, I think that's all I got. Anything else, Davius? I think that's it. Alrighty, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time.